The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us here today. We've got a fantastic program in store for you. Luke Daniels with Core Well Commercial Capital discusses some of the recent international oil and gas moves and how that will impact shale play USA. Daniels cites the Chinese market, the private equity firms taking control, the downturn, and even companies that are reinventing their business model. Coming up in just a moment, Luke Daniels with Corewell Commercial Capital. This impacts the Bakken, the Permian, the Marcellus, the Eagleford, the DJ Basin, California. Shale Play USA is impacted right now by all the international happenings going on. It's been going on for a while, but it's been very ramped up recently. And we talked to Imran Khan and Jeremy in the second half of the program from Swan Energy as they discuss the same thing, the recent natural gas investment going on and all the different international investments happening down at Lake Charles to uh, Corpus Christi up here to the Bakken over to the Marcellus. So we've got Luke Daniels coming up in just a moment. I can see him getting already licking his chops. Imran Khan. Jeremy Pate with Swan Energy. Fantastic program coming up here today with our Crude Life Week in Review. All right, let's get to Luke Daniels, Corewell Commercial Capital. Luke Daniels with Corewell Commercial Capital. Excellent. Thank you for joining the program here today, Mr. Luke Daniels. We've been talking a lot about some international activity here lately going on in the oil and gas world. Swan Energy, uh, Emran Khan, as well as Jeremy Pate were talking about some of the activity happening in the oil and gas sector. And of course, when we're talking mergers and acquisitions and big deals and bankruptcies, it gets pretty complex. It gets pretty confusing. So uh, Luke Daniels, thank you for joining us here today to talk a little bit about some of the international investments going on and what kind of impact you see that's going to have on the oil and gas sector. First off, how are you doing? Well, I appreciate yeah, Go ahead. Well, it's just a definitely interesting world we live in. Yeah, and I appreciate you coming on. I just wanted to preface that a little bit about, you know, the international investments, because that is a thing that is going on that I don't think a lot of people realize because they're they're trying to figure out how to get their bills paid, you know, how to take how they get their mortgage paid and their lights and their heat and their, you know, credit card bills. They're not thinking about the international dollars that are coming in and what kind of ramifications and implications and change, really, that it's going to have to the marketplace. So what are you seeing when you take a look at your tea leaves and crystal ball? Well, what we're seeing is that um, more international uh, businesses are taking over uh, our fields. So take, for instance, uh, from just 2015 to 2020, 98 EMP companies um, filed for bankruptcy just in Texas. So what we're seeing actually happen right now is the Chinese 
are actually coming in and trying to take over some of the areas, particularly in West Texas. Um, now, this isn't just uh, assets or, or rather um, percentages of, of firms. This is actually takeover of the land itself, and, and they get to process it. So with that, you know, we end up in a very difficult situation because the, um, the, the companies that are filing for bankruptcy here um, are doing so in such a way that, that um, the, the funding is, is, is no longer going to be kept here in the United States. So these international companies bring in their own people and then they, the larger cap salaries end up sending the money out outside of the United States. And with a takeover like that, it's just a complete dilution of the American economy and our products that we use. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm digging notes here because, you know, I hear words like dilution and that really, you know, makes me think about, you know, what some of the impacts are going to be. Of course, everybody knows what a stock dilution is. I would say, listens to this program, probably knows when you dilute stock and that sort of thing. So interesting when you look at it from a workplace, workforce, when you look at it from an investment side of things how this is going on. Um, really, to me, what it's, it's really showing is that the global economy is here. It's not a matter of, matter of when the globalization is going to happen. To me, it's another example that we are living in a global economy. What do you think about that? Well, we most definitely are. It's more global now than it ever has been. We can see that just by the impact of, uh, of the coronavirus as soon as one country started shutting down. Starting impacts in the world, you know the the global environment um, we are a part of. Uh, there's there's no there's no doubt about it. Um, we have the opportunity to really capitalize on that. However, what we've seen with uh, the American dollar and the American bank is it's very difficult, or rather, we make it rather difficult here in the United States to actually fund larger, um, small to mid-sized businesses to actually grow inside of our economy. And that's what other countries outside of the United States are kind of trying to capitalize on. You know, when you end up in a, a, um, a top-down regime, such as China, they can, they can divert funds really quickly in order to pick up some of the uh, bankruptcies that are happening over uh, across the United States, but in particular in West Texas right now. What do you see for people's with their business model? Uh, I'm taking a look at, or taking a listen, I guess, some of the things you're talking about, especially when it comes to small and mid-sized businesses. You know, when you look at small to mid-sized businesses, one of the advantages they do have is that they can be quick and nimble and they can change their business plan if need be. Tonight, uh, I'm doing a live uh, recording session in Greeley, Colorado, Weld County, where we have uh, the chief revenue officer for Meridian Energy Group coming on to talk about their business model, basically, how they had to reinvent and, you know, reconfigure and just kind of do some things differently. And it's because they have this new business model that they're able to be a leader in the marketplace while everyone else is trying to figure out what to do. Um, talk to me about what you see about people when in relation to their business model. Uh, is almost completely gone. Today, you have to have exponential growth. 
you can't just grow your company ten anywhere between ten to twenty percent per year. And, you know, expect to become a major player. Just that kind of model just no longer works. Um, we now have to do exponential growth, meaning you try you grow twenty percent this year, you better be hitting thirty percent the following and forty the next. And eventually, you just must double the size of your company each year just to try to compete. This is extremely difficult for small to mid-sized companies. And the reason this is is because how difficult it is to, to raise the type of capital all the major players uh, are able to raise. Um, we can go into the details on some of that, like uh, government incentives and things like that. But, but the, the more important thing is we've got to get away from the traditional way we fund we fund ourselves. We have to go for alternative sources of funding. Um, the um, alternative sources, you know, or the traditional sources, all have to do with uh, you have to be able to be on the same level as, let's say, uh, Exxon. Uh, you know, credit is established, uh, cash. Mr. Luke Daniels, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a brief pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Luke Daniels with Corewell Commercial Capital. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. Crude Life is sponsored in part by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Luke Daniels, Corewell Commercial Capital. I'm writing down the exponential growth comment because this is a revelation I've been having over the past year. Did my taxes last year, and I looked at, I actually had nice growth. I had, I think, 30, 35% growth from the year before. And for the last, like, Eight, 10 years, I've been, my business has been growing anywhere from 10 to 25% a year. And that used to be great. And so I used to think this was really good, but then I started noticing how much my expenses were going up. And all of a sudden I need to add this new regulation and this new fee and everything else. And all of a sudden my, my, my growth was getting encroached on quite a bit. So I started wondering how these other companies were doing it. And I was looking at it and I'm like, Okay, well, they're going out and projecting 100% growth. So this is this is a different world that we're living in today. Um, anyway, I just th- your thoughts on that? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, the, 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 it makes it more difficult to grow because you know small to mid-sized companies like you or my, myself, we have to outsource everything. We have to constantly try and move with the, with the tide. Larger corporations have entities within themselves in order to, you know, stay in front of all this and, and, and you know, talk to. They've got lobbyists on the sides of uh, Congress to know what, what's coming down the pipe, so they, they're prepared for anything that comes around the corner, and they can. But us, I mean, we've got to constantly grow faster and faster. And in fact, the new model is grow as fast as you 
in in order to sell to the matrix. And that's, that's kind of the issue. Is that really what, what it's at? Is it, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street or whatever it is where you just got to inflate the numbers up or project the numbers up or, you know, get get the, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be derogatory about it, but it just seems like a lot of it is just kind of thin air type of a thing. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I look at that and it's like, wow, that's what, that's the new way of doing things. And so when I hear you talk about that, it just seems like it validates a little bit, but anyway, uh, so what, what what to do? What to do? That that's the where why why you're here is what to do. So I mean, let's talk about some traditional funding and some non-traditional funding, you know, because I'm doing the traditional way in a non-traditional world. You know, I mean, I thought 10 to 30% a year growth was good, and that's not. That's actually you're falling behind. So exactly. talk to me about the different funding, the traditional funding and you know, new funding sources and that sort of thing. Exactly, that, and that's what that's what I got started in this for, is because I, I needed to find a new way in order to get things done. Traditionally, you know, what a bank wouldn't even touch a oil and gas company for less than hundred million. Well, there's plenty of leases and, and things to develop that are in the tens of millions, even down to the single millions of, of dollars. But yeah, so I said there had to be a new break, and so that's what we did. We set out for a way to, to find a different way to fund these ideas and it became instead of the traditional loan from a bank well if you can't get a hundred million plus loan you've got to go to a private equity firm well the private equity firm hasn't worked really in years and the only reason it worked is um, in the mid 90s there was a there was a, a situation called the Milken model that was a that was a it was a disastrous. It was a great model for the PE firm, but disastrous for the investors in the, the equity or the um, operational group that was taking on some kind of operations, particularly in oil and gas. It was the EMPs. The equity firms they are at a point where nobody is making money except the equity firm, and they hold the purse. They hold the purse over the company. So, first of all, the equity firms will. Take, for instance, a drop in oil price. Well, they'll see that as a loss, and they'll stop their operations. Well, what happens when you stop operations? You have decline curves. Those decline curves then bring in lower and lower revenue on a monthly basis. The PE firms then liquidate your assets because they see it as even more of a loss, so on and so forth. But if you drop from, let's say, 60 to $40 a barrel of oil, and you can tell the PE firm that I'm, I'm profitable at $30 a barrel, so... Why can't I keep operations going? They don't see it that way. They'll see it as a complete loss. So they'll shut down the operations and liquidate. It doesn't matter what you have to say. They hold the purse. You can't do anything about it. They hold everything about the company. Even if you're CEO, you know, your percentage of sales is minute. And then on top of that, the PE firms are taking taking two percent of the investors' money. They're 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 keeping all the carried interest. And then after after payback, they're keeping twenty percent of the returns, with no with no skin in the game. These PE firms, that's what they do. So we, I came out and I said, listen, there's got to be alternatives to these. We we developed a loan model with some backers, and we have a loan model that's developed that has to do with no longer taking over the company. We don't. We're not going to take over your operations. You. You perform operations the way you see fit. 
and we will just simply supply the loan in order to do so. And we're not going to give the 20, 30% interest rate loans. We're talking interest rates as low as LIBOR plus two, which LIBOR, for anybody that doesn't know, is what the banks currently um, borrow money from the federal government at. So that's what we've done. And it's not just, this is just one of our programs. And we, we can do this for oil and gas assets outside of oil and gas. But, but the, the important thing that we're trying to do here is leave the operations in the operator's hands. Let them keep all their assets in 100% of what of their purchase. We just want to supply them the capabilities to perform ops in their way to get them to a better spot so that they can compete on the, on the level of the majors. And this is not just for oil and gas operators. This is for service companies to, to consulting firms to, you know, you name it. We can, we, we've got so many backers on, on this, on this program and several others very similar to it that we are able to, to move forward on able to provide a, a future, a real future for, you know, a lot of these guys that are sticking to these PE firms. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but the old way that we used to do things and trying to be inside the inner circle is, is, is an ancient way of doing things. We've got to move forward on, on moving outside the box. So let's talk about how you can help people with this problem, because um, that's actually one of the reasons you're here. One of the things we like to do at The Crude Life is, sure, we like to talk about some of the problems out there, but anytime we can offer a solution, we like to give that. And I'm sure you've mentioned it several times, how you can help people who are maybe looking for alternatives of financing, maybe looking for just to talk through some different ways. Um, A lot of times, just knowing what the options are is is peace of mind alone um how can people get in touch with you and what kind of things can you offer them that'll uh, be a solution to their problem most definitely i mean anybody that has a wants to hold a conversation i'm always open to conversations on directions to go and they can reach me at uh, my phone number is 817-480-6621 and then my um Visit our website, corewellcommercialcapital.com, and even email me directly at ldaniels at corewellcommercialcapital.com. I think um, anybody that uh, can hold it wants to hold a conversation, at least they know the direction to go. And that was Luke Daniels with Corwell Commercial Capital. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Up next, Jeremy Pate, Imran Khan, Swan Energy. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. With the Lone Ranger. Here's to making a few friends out of a few strangers. But don't you know... Let this moment pass So here's to watching the clocks of our grandfathers And here's to stopping and picking flowers And here's to not letting this moment pass you by
So here's to the picture that holds us laughing. And here's to the sound of one hand clapping. And here's to not letting this moment pass. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866 866- Five three nine zero eight six zero. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. Welcome back to the Food Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Imran Khan and Jeremy Pate with Swan Energy. Jeremy Pate, Swan Energy. Imran Khan, Swan Energy. Thank you both for joining the program here today. Wanted to check in on a couple of things happening, of course, in the news, a couple of purchases that have been happening, a couple of things going on in the natural gas world as well. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week as we try to mine some money out there as a bunch of dollars have been pumped into the economy. Plus, we got outside foreign investment dollars I don't know if flooding's the right word. They're definitely making their way into the oil and gas sector. Gentlemen, have you been following either the natural gas uh, movement, I should say, after Warren Buffett purchased uh, the, the pipeline, and just some of the international dollars that are coming in? Um, Jeremy, I'll start with you. Are you following either one of those two trends happening right now in the oil and gas world? Uh, absolutely. Uh been critic, uh, really, really keeping an eye on what's going on with the foreign cash and how much of it's available. And honestly, I've been quite surprised that there's so much foreign, uh, there's so many foreign funds out there that want to get a piece of American oil and gas. And, and don't get me wrong, I get it. I get it from their aspect of it. But um, I guess it's a little uh, it's a little confusing to me that our own country countrymen here don't want to do the same thing. Now, Taking into account that a lot of those are of our own American countrymen have 
have have done it and and it hasn't hasn't uh worked out too well for them but uh, i've been quite surprised that there's been such a big market for the foreign funds to come over here and invest Imran, I'm curious about your opinion on that as well. Uh, I've been talking about globalization now for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And, you know, starting to see oil has always been a global market, so it's it's nothing new in that world. But this is kind of a new, I guess, spin to the globalization with the oil and gas world when you start seeing, you know, Lake Charles getting, you know, the real estate's getting bought up by French companies. And I think there's a Chinese company doing some fracking down in Texas and just over the last 10 years, I guess I've seen a different globalization happen in the oil and gas sector. Because like I said, it's always been a global economy when it comes to oil and gas. But uh, Emron, just your thoughts on the uh, international monies that are starting to see their way into the American oil industry. Well, you know, I think uh, what you started off with, uh, with, uh, with um, Warren Buffett, that's that's definitely a local uh, in in uh, U.S. acquisition there, uh, which is great to see, and I, I believe that that's probably something that um, starts that domino effect in a sense. Um, you know, I think recently uh, there was a funding, globally speaking, of Total Securities. Uh, they they got uh, Total got about sixteen billion dollars for their. Uh, LNG project in Mozambique, which is great to see. A lot of that seems to be international. I, you know, from what I read, uh, there's a Bank of Japan and there's some African uh, monies there. So there's a lot of um, a lot of folks that are feeling more comfortable. I believe once some of the larger guys have kind of come in and and taken a look and taken some put in some billions of dollars into that uh, into the oil and gas market. I noticed that Warren Buffett purchase too is kind of uh, symbolic, actually. Uh, kind of like, all right, we're you know, I mean, I really brass tacks. You know, government's job is to consolidate centralized power, and and a lot of that's has been been happening. And so when I saw Warren Buffett do that, that was to me an indicator that that level of investors, that level of capital was now going to kind of go to that next step, if you will. And I'm starting to see that happening a little bit with um, just some some bigger rumors are starting to happen about just, I don't know, whether it be mergers or consolidations, a bunch of different things. I do think, though, once that uh, um, Mexican pipeline opens up even more, like they're talking about, that's going to just be that next springboard to the next level where you're going to see all kinds of activity. So... Um, anyway, that's, that's kind of my, I don't know if either you have a comment on that or a thought. Um, you know, I'll just make a general comment. Um, I think it's honestly, I think it's pretty telling, uh, with all the foreign capital that's flying around, uh, towards investments, um, here in the U S or even in, in generally speaking towards oil and gas. I think that's telling, uh, that oil and gas isn't going anywhere, regardless of what the major news outlets and media sources here in the United States may try to may may try to portray um i think the world has a better view of the direction of oil and gas than what we actually might have in our own country to be honest with you jason one of the things that i think is actually going to happen and we were talking about this last year a little bit and it was more of the climate change uh impact than it was or i should say climate activism impact than it was uh the covid shutdown impact but or even the saudi arabia 
Russia impact, which all three had significant impacts on the industry. But what we were seeing is a trend where, you know, they were, they were kind of reducing the rigs, but they almost wanted to figure out a way to get that flared gas because if they could figure, if they could almost invert or divert or figure out a way to invest some dollars to capture that natural gas, they could probably keep up on the crude oil production side. And I think that natural gas side is just going to explode uh, even more so. I got my bill the other day from my natural gas provider. It was 10 bucks for the month. I mean, how are they making any money? So, anyway. Yeah, I don't know, but it, 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 it leads to a conversation of why are we not using more natural gas for electricity generation? That's what it comes down to. That that is the new future for electricity generation is utilizing natural gas. It makes way too much sense here in the U.S. not to do that with the amount of natural gas we have, and even in other places in other parts of the world. That's a very interesting perspective because my first thought was most of natural gas for power almost seems like it's used for for storage. It's being used to store batteries, you know, Tesla batteries and. A lot of, uh, you know, you use it as kind of a, a, a um, uh, ancillary or additional uh, service to a different type of wind energy or solar energy. You know, it's a secondary source, if you will. Um, that's interesting from a perspective of, you know what, maybe we should go back to something along those lines where it is first as opposed to a supplement or a supportive type of uh, uh, energy source, I guess. Imran, your thoughts on that, uh, becoming more of a foundation fuel natural gas? Yeah, it, it definitely needs to. I, uh, I believe it's slowly happening. Um, you know, compared to what the numbers look like in uh, gas converted over to electricity back in the 90s to what it is today, it's definitely gone up quite a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that the industry and also uh, the, the users themselves have been adapting, uh, just taking a little bit longer than what we would be hoping to, for it to take over the way it needs to be done. Innovation side, are you guys seeing any progress on the innovation side when it comes to natural gas? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that, there's a lot of people, but a lot of companies right now that are very focused on the LNG side and LNG exports. Uh, so you, you're seeing a lot of movement uh, along those lines, like with the Total thing. You know, I noticed uh, Shell has uh, got their Prelude um, uh, platform in Australia. They've got it back up, and they're getting it operational. So you're going to see large exports of LNG uh, coming on coming from that side of the world, the Eastern Hemisphere. Uh, uh, but you know, there's some South Texas, deep South Texas projects where there's old legacy gas fields down there. Um, Chenier just put in a. Uh, they just installed. Uh, last year or so completed the install of a LNG uh, export down there. And I, I think they're getting some competition down there in Brownsville as well. So um, I think that slowly but surely uh, things are picking up for natural gas. And I, I, I'm really, really positive and optimistic that natural gas will, will be a sustainable revenue stream and fuel for our economy going forward. Mr. Imran Khan, Mr. Jeremy Pate, I'm going to ask you to hold your thought for just a moment or two. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with the duo from Swan Energy. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. 
If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe down, electro spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. 970-539-8066. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Jeremy Pate and Imran Khan with Swan Energy. I think it's going to be a very instrumental part to whatever direction Absolutely. we're going. And, you know, like I said, I, I, when I look at Lake Charles, Corpus Christi, when I look at these port cities and what they're doing with poly, po- polymers and plastics and petrochemical plants and that sort of thing, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a psychic to see the tea leaves on this, to see where natural gas is going. And even that right. even that Michael Moore's Planet of the Humans was really a fantastic two-hour documentary promoting natural gas, I thought. Yeah, no, you're right. I watched I watched a little bit of it. I couldn't uh, I couldn't stomach the whole thing, but I did watch some of it and I was like sitting there, you know, I I, I guess I was thinking the same thing you were, you know, that uh um you know, this guy's doing nothing but proving our point here. And Ron, transfer over to you a little bit about some of the, you know, either innovation or just some of the port cities that are really gearing up for what seems to be this, uh, you know, next wave of natural gas. If you want to comment on the Michael Moore thing, too, that's fine, too. Yeah, well, on the on the um, fuel part of it, one of the biggest things there is probably going to be, so from a natural gas perspective, the, the, the issue is that it's it's gas, right? So in order to be able to capture it, you have to liquefy it. Um, I think from an innovation standpoint, you know, I know that there is a lot of um, progress that's being made around truck uh, usage and using LNG to fuel trucks. Um, by by creating and using LNG, your your BTU output obviously gets it, it increases. Uh, 
overall from just a natural gas gas perspective, right? So I think there's a lot of work that's being done around those areas. Um, the Michael Moore stuff, I, I don't really have too much of a comment on. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just... I mean, I mean, you're not a Michael Moore fan, Imran. I, no, no comment. <laughs> I, I was just surprised, actually, that it was uh, pro towards even a, any fossil fuels at all, and, and they just went after more of the capitalistic side of things and everything else. But anyway, that's, that's a different deal. You brought up LNG, great, great uh, topic there. CNG, of course, is something, is, is another one of these. You know, we, we're looking at the rail getting ready to have a, either haul some DAPL crude oil if that if that gets shut down again or if these other pipelines don't get built it seems like the rails getting ready the truckers have been kind of told to get ready i don't know how cummings uh engines are doing with natural gas but uh, you guys would probably know more about the trucking natural gas side of things but there's the rail too and and that just seems like when the rail gets to that C, i think it's cng they're using uh that that's gonna go to the next step too is that um i don't know if you follow the the other liquids that come out of uh, natural gas or not. Yeah, I think CNG, and, and the real difference between CNG and LNG is LNG is just more compressed, right? Uh, but, you know, from a fueling standpoint, honestly, the U.S., we're kind of more into gasoline, and obviously electricity is becoming bigger. I mean, I, I don't know, whatever, it's 1% of the market now or uh, however much it is. But, you know, CNG vehicles, you know, they're used in Europe, they're used in uh uh, South America, um, you know, basically in, in those places you can be able to, there are switches on vehicles that kind of switch through the mm -hmm. different types of fuels to be able to use whatever you need. You know, I, I believe in, in the U.S. we're just not so receptive to so many different technologies, but, you know, in order to be able to convert over uh, a gasoline motor into a CNG uh, type of setup, you know, nowadays they, they've got kits out there that can kind of mm -hmm. do all that, all that stuff, but I think from a consumer standpoint, you know, folks aren't really, you know, they're, they're not ready for that just yet. And I think part, part of that's probably because, you know, it's still new and no one's really taking it on. There's a, there's a chicken and the egg situation there, uh, I believe, to where folks don't really trust it as much, although it's definitely a cleaner fuel. So from that perspective, there's less engine wear and tear, uh, which is obviously better for you in the long run. Jeremy, how about an update from the field? Were you out there making any phone calls this week, talking to anybody out there? Uh, yeah, you know, um, um, we had a little situation come up where we've 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 got to go do a workover next week on one of our wells. So, uh, been talking to a few folks. You know, I'm planning a couple projects up in Motley County, Texas, uh, with a partner. Um, so we're looking at uh, doing a couple different things. You know, we've got some of our own work up in Leon County that, that we're going to do here in the next four to six weeks or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's funny that you ask that because there's some there's some deals that are starting to hit the market. I think I'm on record on your show um, saying that uh, full, uh, hedges were fool's gold and, and that the Q4 is going to be a bloodbath. And I think we're starting to preemptively see um, some of that stuff starts to come to fruition. And that's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank Imran Khan, Jeremy Pate with Swan Energy for coming by today's program, as well as Luke Daniels with Corewell Commercial Capital. We've got those interviews as well as other exclusive interviews available at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to join our growing army of energy enthusiasts 
as we get ready for the next evolution of energy here at The Crude Life. Go to thecrudelife.com and visit our social media page. Add them up. We have over 350,000 followers between our different pages from the YouTubes to the Facebooks, even the Twitters available at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media page. We'll be back next week at this time on this radio station. Thank you very much for tuning into this radio station. I know that they appreciate it very much, especially during the pandemic and the time of the COVID shutdown. Reach out to your local radio station and find out how they can assist you because trust me, they can. Yes, they have all kinds of advertisers and sponsors that can sell you wonderful services and products and that sort of thing. But they also have a lot of information on their website that they can assist you during these times. So whether it's you need your air filters cleaned out, they can certainly give you a fantastic referral. Because keep in mind, these people from the radio station, they talk to everybody in your community. They talk to everybody, from the police to the other media outlets to the garage sales to the local butcher to the cafe owner. They've got their tentacles in so many different areas, and that's by design. That's by design. So in times of crisis, now where I'm from, it's generally a flood that brings us all together and all of a sudden we start relying on everybody else but during these pandemics when the government's telling you not to talk to anybody else or do anything like that lean on your local radio station trust me they are a wealth of information they're a wealth of knowledge during crisis and right now we still are in a quasi-crisis i mean to some it's a legitimate crisis to others it's a quasi-crisis either way it's not normal and I understand it is the new normal, but I'm not ready to accept that yet. So lean on your local radio station because we'll be back next week at this time on this radio station. From the staff here at the Crude Life Week in Review, my name is Jason Spees asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry. It's a way of life. If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Yeah.